Welcome to Tribe of Two, the officially unofficial podcast for all of Star Wars. This week we're talking about Season 1, Episode 1 and 2 of Ahsoka, the brand new Disney series. Uh, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Aaron, what'd you think of these first two episodes? Um, it's, boy, it's, uh, it's, oh man, I don't know what to Great say. Great start. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, I know. This is going to be a good like a, one. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of people like you guys shouldn't even cover this show because you haven't seen the Rebels and the Clone Wars and it's, you're going to have nothing new or interesting to say. There's other people saying you should watch it anyway. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We just want, you know, we, we, we're in the same boat as you. We, so it's like I, I'm, I'm going along and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this show. And there's the thing is I like this show. I really like Ahsoka. I really like Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Um, and I don't know. I saw Alan Seppenwall's thing. And it's like he thought this is really competently made television, but he wondered if anyone who hadn't seen Clone Wars and Rebels would get anything out of it or would make any emotional connection. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that because because uh. here's the thing. I, I've been thinking this isn't the first time I've like watched something that was a sequel to something or prequel to something that I didn't have the right, you know, and I've also seen a lot of sequels and prequels to franchises. I'm very intimately familiar with, and I've been thinking about in my mind this whole week. It's like, well, how like, you know, I I was thinking about like dead of honor. It's this Tom Clancy prequel featuring a very uh, central uh, Tom Clancy character and the Jack Ryan universe. And I was thinking, it's like, you know, does it just throw you into the middle and you kind of assume, no, it always has you know like a like a hook that you can understand. Even if this is the first book you've you've picked up out of series, that's always the the challenge for people making these big things. Is like you can't assume everyone's a fan. And I feel like that I don't know all of the backstory, but I see a person who I thought actually on first watch was her brother. I thought the um, the guy that's gone, yeah, the Ezra was um, uh, Sabine's brother. Mm-hmm. And then I just realized that they were really good friends, maybe even heading towards romantic friends in a YA kind of way. I, I don't know. But that intense connection, uh, her and Ahsoka both went to go find her or find him. Some At some point, they gave up for some reason and there's bad blood over that. Like, I felt like these are all archetypal enough that I instantly kind of plugged into and and. I thought the villains were appealing. I re- I don't know their names. I'm calling one Darth Swanson. I'm calling the other one Darth. <laughs> That's Balon. Darth Grimes, because okay. she looks uh-huh. just like when Elon Musk's wife left him and just started wandering the streets of San Francisco reading Marx. Do you remember those? I did. You remember those pictures I did not coming follow out? Follow him. During the hood that and everything. So nice. I love Darth Swanson. Was gutted to find out this guy died. I, I they had no idea that that's that the 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 guy who's the the head bad guy died in May. Right, that's Ray Stevenson. Yeah, oh. that's what, for our friend Ray uh, at the end. Did, I had no idea. I that you know, makes I'd seen, sense now. Damn. And I'd seen him in something recently. Uh, we both watched the movie RRR this winter, and he's the, like the evil governor. Okay. Of yeah, India yeah. in that one. He was a Blackbeard in, in Black Sails. I, this is a big breakout role for him, and he died, died at 58. God, that sucks, because, yeah, I really liked him in this. A great screen presence. Now, I want to know what you think, and I want to talk about Dave Filoni and how we feel about him. Because, uh, like I said, okay, I, yeah, my I... general impression is positive. I think that if you obviously are Rebels, Clone Wars fans, this is probably, like, crack to you i can't imagine being unhappy sure. with it 
But as a person who is very fleetingly familiar with those character, uh, the characters, I thought this felt feels like Star Wars, exciting. Uh, there's a mystery. Um, yeah, what what did you think? I, I probably have a few more complaints than you do about this uh, show, but overall, I was pretty pleased by it. Um, I think you know the whole wall review of it all like do I need to be familiar with Rebels and Clone Wars in order to enjoy this show I think the answer is a full-throated no uh, I think this show stood extremely well on its own legs um, introducing me as someone who hasn't seen Rebels to Sabine went really well I, I feel like th- they did everything they needed to do with Ezra and the memory of him to set this up I I guess I don't know his final disposition, and that was slightly confusing. Like, is he alive? Is he definitely dead? Or is he just he's lost? MIA. It seems like, yeah, he's MIA because, you know, there's hope they could find him. Uh, he so, was so that was like slightly confusing. Fleeing with Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard. Like, the, okay. like the, the result of this Titanic battle. Uh, my understanding is Thrawn warped out of the system with Ezra stuck on a Star Destroyer, so he's missing. But as time has gone on, like and none everyone of this is in Thrawn's the show. Dead. Yeah, none, none of this, this is, is in the show. show. This is just yeah. stuff I did a little bit of like digging. Um, right, just, the, a, just the closest bit, you get bit. is uh, Ahsoka says we we might be able to find Ezra with this map or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. so I assume he's still out there potentially. Uh, I think they did a great job with that. I, I like Sabine as a character. Um, she does some stupid things in this episode, and I think it's a testament of how well they've kind of outlined that character uh, for a new viewer like me that I don't hate her immediately because she does some colossally stupid shit. Um, but I still ended up liking her. Uh, but she, yeah, because she's hurt. She feels betrayed. Uh-huh. Um and like it, it helps. Like I, I was thought they did a really good job of having the conversations on both sides, where like they're both slowly realizing, like maybe I was not fair to this person. Yeah, right. And you know, you've got like, Hera not and talk. Uh, David Tennant. I, I love David Tennant as this droid. I forget his right. name. Hu Yang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Then through both sides of that, year old lightsaber architect sure teaching younglings uh, in the jedi temple uh or the jedi headquarters whatever i, I thought the three women the three central characters uh, ahsoka sabine and uh hera were just all really well sketched out yeah and it's funny because like i know enough about clone wars because I, I watched a little bit of this with jack i watched all of the uh Gennady tarkov is that his name uh, we were big fans of that, the Clone Wars like anime style, and then they did the 3D animation mm-hmm. where Dave Filoni took till Filoni took over. Um, and w- I forget why, but we just kind of stopped watching that at some point. Um, huh. But like Ahsoka, in my mind, was always just very impetuous. You know, she's very much uh, an Anakin for Anakin, right? And I was just kind of blown away um, by how like very confident and self possessed that this version of Soka is and how kind of like as in Rosario Dawson's crushing it. Um, I can't believe how real her head tails look. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. They do. They do a good job on the costume. And I was thinking sure. like, cause she does a lot of like, she crosses her arms and she does. And I'm like, God, how, how much costume testing did they have to do mm-hmm. 
Or do they just like by process elimination when she does something that makes the tails look weird? They're like, we well, can't do that anymore. But I'm I'm amazed at how well they're able to move and do um, some of the stunt work and 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 uh, I I really like that that fight between the masked Sith Inquisitor and uh, Ahsoka. Um, yeah, and I so so I'm kind of the perfect litmus test for whether or not the show can stand on its own. Because uh, I haven't seen any of that stuff. I haven't seen a, a single episode of Clone Wars, not a single episode of Rebels. I don't know Sabine from a hole in the wall. Uh, so coming into this fresh, I felt like they did a really good job just throwing me into her story. And I felt like I got caught up on the important bits, right? She used to be Ahsoka's uh, apprentice. And for some reason, Ahsoka just said, ah, I'm not training you. Seems like she she was a real handful and still is a real handful. Um, and she just wasn't quote unquote ready. Right. In the, the Yoda Obi-Wan discussion kind of way, mm-hmm. uh, over Luke. So I get all that stuff and it, it, they did a really good job with that. And I think it's super important because there are a lot of people I imagine out there like me who, you know, just didn't take the time to watch the animated series. I think I think there is a, a demarcation between people who are willing to watch live action and people who are willing to engage in all of it. And yeah. I fall on one side of that with, I think, a bunch of other people. Yeah, I mean, if, if at the end of the day, I guess this is for, like, Gen X elder millennials who also don't want to fuck with the cartoons, but also are kind of here for the live action kind of ride of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't. I, there are definitely flaws. I think there's flaws in adaptation. I think there's flaws in Fellini being Felloni being a little too precious about his own material. Um, but this is. I was ex- like I said. I thought the trailer looked impressive. I was kind of sold when I saw Darth Swanson. I'm like, oh, that guy looks. That guy looks fucking cool. And yeah. he gave me like Joris Kaboath Kaboath vibes. And that's the big. And so then this is the. If you are a big Rebels clone wars fan and you haven't read the expanded universe you might be irritated by this take but on the other hand if you're an expanded universe fan who's not familiar with the uh, felonies part of it mm-hmm. i'm of two minds a day felony because i one if i squint and i look with one eye he looks like a man who really loves star wars understands the tone the setting and what it needs to be and is a is is like a very confident set of hands that you can put star wars future into but I squint and look at another eye, and I like this guy's the Carrion Lord of the necrotic EU, where he just picks the best characters and the best designs, mm-hmm. and the best morsels and the best plot points, and the things that he personally doesn't like about a backstory or an introduction. He'll sand that off, and he just throws it out there. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like when you're talking about heir to the Empire and Grand Admiral Thrawn, that's a whole fucking series that I read and had my mind blown when I was a teenager. And I'm not so sure that what he's going to come up with is going to be better than him just kind yeah, of like riffing and playing job. DJ. You know, that's know, his charge but, as as but, the head of this Star Wars, uh, the, the new Star Wars canon. He That's what he's doing. That's what he's got to do. I would, you know, and, and I think that there's probably, there's probably a dividing line, like somewhere around your mid thirties where you were totally on board of that plan, but maybe, maybe I'm on an Island. I just think that I feel like the EU got fucked. Like the Disney's like, we're going to throw it all away because we don't care about continuity. And now it's like, they're just cherry picking the best stuff, but it's, it's like, I I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of it. uh, I can't think of it of because I don't think it's ever been done like this before. But like, it just feels weird where like, I'm seeing 
a telephone game of my favorite story being played. Like, well, yeah. that's not how what happened in Heir to the Empire. But I'm I'm not holding that against the show. It's just one of those things where it's like I, I I'm a little raw about the time and attention that I have spent into the EU, only to have it thrown away. But now only I'm going to be lectured by 25 year old fans. That I don't understand the nuances of Admiral Thrawn's history, <laughs> and that's just yeah, a bizarre that, place to be. Mm-hmm. That's a bizarre place to be for me as a Star Wars fan. So I sure. hope you guys will will bear with me. Um, and like I said, you can send in corrections or if you've got the inside info, um, you know, uh, on the weird wolfy wolf crap that Dave Filoni gets up to, too. That's another thing I'm not so sure about. Hmm. Um, he's trying to build this kind of like animism into Star Wars. So uh, I, I have some major complaints with these first two episodes and seemingly with what's going to be the rest of the Ahsoka series, the direction they're taking oh. it, both narratively and and visually and tonally uh mm-hmm. that i don't like that doesn't feel star wars to me but we'll talk about it when we get there I and i also got, just have some complaints the about the filmmaking problem. here um okay the, and maybe we can start getting into the recap to get to that stuff because it's gonna be a long episode do you feel because you didn't really chime in do you feel beyond that eu stuff kind of like this feels like uh well i'm not like, super familiar with the heir to the empire trilogy i want to say i read that first book oh, but it's been shit. 30, okay. pl- 30 years ago at this point so i don't remember a damn thing from him i thought you were all in on that early because i was i read i've read every bit of the eu up until like halfway through to yuzen vong which I, I read a I, lot of of while you were reading *Heir to the Empire*. I look, I'm five six years younger than you. While you were reading *Heir to the Empire*, mm-hmm. I was reading the *Jedi Academy* trilogy, so okay. I remember that a lot better than the *Heir to the Empire* stuff. I read like *Tales of the Bounty Hunters*. I read some of the Corellia books. Were you familiar with like the the dad the witches of Dathomir? Did you read no. that stand? No. I, was that the courtship of Princess Leia? That was Maybe. they they got introduced into. But that's I, what I'm saying. Like a lot of this stuff is ringing huge bells, and I like it. But it's like, but I can't assume that any of my knowledge is actually no, good. No. Well, there's, it works the other way because I, I, I got into again. I don't know much about rebels, anything about rebels, but I understand that it's kind of controversial within rebels fans that Sabine Wren is a Jedi or is is becoming a Jedi Padawan. Really? That like Ahsoka was training her with the idea of like I'm going to turn you from an unfocused Mandalorian into a warrior of peace. Like I'm going to give you some Jedi training in combat and some Jedi training in diplomacy and politics and people skills. But the mm-hmm. idea she was like a Padawan or that she had force sensitivity or that she was going to pick up a lightsaber one day. And that's like a lot of people like, what the, f- where did this come from? Huh? Okay. So, but to so me, we can like, disappoint I, everyone here. Yeah. Right. To me, it's like I came in and like, well, that makes perfect sense. They had a Padawan thing. The uh-huh, Jedi uh-huh. Order threw apart. There's a civil war. They got broken up. Things got in the way. They both have a sure. feeling. I didn't have any uh, hackles raised against that. And so, how cool is it to have a Mandalorian Jedi? You know, I think that's awesome. I would submit but, pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Equal opportunity disappointment here on Ahsoka. <laughs> Let's get into the recap of episode one. We're not interested in Jedi Protocol. We'll be right back. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. 
Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Time for your training, Padawan. Here's more Tribe of Two. We get a crawl, standard Star Wars crawl. The New Republic has been established after the defeat of the Empire, but behind the scenes, the remaining Imperial remnants are trying to find Grand Admiral Thrawn to start another war. And Ahsoka is off looking for the map to where Thrawn is hiding. Uh, as her prisoner, Morgan Elsbeth, is being transported to the New Republic for trial. Uh, I assume Morgan Elsbeth is a big character in Star Wars lore but I don't know because I've not seen this she might be a she might be a rebel character it does seem like they're mm-hmm. hinting that she is a witch of Dathomir which I can yes. tell you about if you want for sure yeah I'd love to hear about that stuff later uh, when we get to that part uh, so a new Republic ship is waiting for a rendezvous uh, with another ship that we'll come to know as Hulb One but some Sith show up first and masquerade as Jedi long enough to break Morgan out of the brig. And they, they realize they have to go after Ahsoka because she's onto the map. Uh, this is a very Star Wars intro. Very Star Wars. From, you know, the ship being sort of introduced into frame from one, one side of it oh, yeah. and hovering over the top of it to Darth Vader strolling down the halls of the tantive four to like a breakout of a prisoner in the leia stuff all of this feels very star wars yeah i was trying to think of other ways like if like you know if this is the other way to evaluate this is not like if i knew this is a sequel or prequel but like if i'm going in this i didn't even know like this is a scene it's great it's disconnected i don't know who any of these people are it's very recognizable star wars it's cool Mm-hmm. Um, Very and then cool. like get the next scene is Ahsoka essentially like doing an Indiana Jones routine, which is essentially like an Indiana Jones movie. A it opens up with her doing like a pauper's version of it. I want to talk about that specifically okay, okay, okay. in reference to Raiders. Well, 
but yeah, what, yeah. what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is that they did do I think a good job of like easing you in rather than just piling on all these relationships and stuff and I, it's, it's so weird for oh, yeah yeah it's I, I felt like it's it's I don't know maybe he was writing defensively like I really like this show but I could see where people that haven't seen it's like seven years with the television would be left cold by it but <laughs> yeah I, I didn't I didn't have any problems with that and. I Same immediately here. liked both of these two uh, Sith figures, or I don't think they're Sith. I, but I'm calling Jedi. them Sith. But yeah, they're former Jedi, fallen Jedi. I don't know what they want to be. She's still called, keeping the but... Padawan. For, like she's got the Padawan braid. He calls her Padawan. They're Sith he doesn't... to me. Evil Jedi yeah. or Sith? That's just he's got red lightsabers. That's uh, that's just science. But <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll talk about that later too. And I, I like the, the music like, in this scene too. The, the they have a very Star Wars soundtrack, but there's like a bit of a piano mixed in there with some mm-hmm. sort of minor chords, and it's really good. And I like the captain. I thought he showed appears as smart that he's not mm-hmm. like a fool, but you know, it's like he's like, I, there's no <laughs> way these are just some Imperials playing. But what he didn't expect is there to be evil Jedi. You yeah. know, right? Um, Jedi powers misused. Uh huh good stuff yeah. uh and again like i like i said i know too much but like if you hear about this grand admiral he's the last of the grand admirals he's got he's the he's the he could rekindle hope of a fallen empire like hell of a MacGuffin. uh got this witch lady in a prison that knows there's a map that finds him i'm in i'm in mm-hmm. all right let's go to the second scene here where for me the wheels turn into squares and it's some pretty rough road. Uh, Ahsoka visits an ancient temple where she listens to voices which guide her through a puzzle that results in her finding a spherical star map. This scene is so fucking boring. And in fact, every scene that involves this map is boring beyond comprehension. I I look at this scene takes 10 minutes to resolve. Mm. And it is literally nothing but Ahsoka looking at sculpt uh, sculpts in a wall lines on a floor pillars in a chamber and i'm trying to like follow it what am i supposed to be understanding here can i solve this puzzle along with her and the answer is absolutely not zero chance of figuring out this puzzle alongside her whereas i look at the first 10 minutes of raiders of lost ark is essentially doing the same thing you're going into yes. the temple you're getting the idol you're getting out and you're fighting your way and, out of that and, and and you're getting immediately accosted by your rival who's going to steal your shit and set off the rest you know but yeah look at the entertainment disparity between the two raiders of the lost ark is incredible in its first 10 minutes it tells you everything you need to know about indiana jones and it does it in an extremely entertaining fashion this is fucking boring you're not wrong. I think you're being a little harsh because what the difference is is like I think they could have done that, but you needed like Indiana Jones wasn't just walking through a tomb considering things. He was like, mm-hmm. you can't step on this, and if you do, boom, a, a thing shoots out and almost kills a guy. This is what happens, and you get covered in spiders, and he's filing it, but you then he sees like a sharp. You've got you. You get this idea that any step could kill him. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the the thing here, it's like you just felt like anyone could come in and traipse all over this place. And like yeah. you had to do certain things for something right to go, but nothing could go wrong. And it is a little bit boring. Like I 
I don't know. Like I, I, I thought I, I saw what she was doing. She's rotating these stone columns and making them be level and all mm-hmm. that. But it's like there wasn't any element of danger until the droid showed up. And I think if they had suggested that there was like maybe some traps, I thought it was super nifty how she like cut her way into the tomb. Apparently, that's a that's an Ahsoka trademarked move, I guess. Really? It looks yeah. cool in live action. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish that they had either gotten like it would have been cool as like if she had established that this is a tunnel full of traps and then she just kind of gets a wry look on her face and like walks 500 feet over ground and it cuts in and gets all the way to the end. And then you can see this like death trap that she avoided. <laughs> that sure, been that funny. could be fun. Uh-huh. Or e- either way, you just have to goose the scene. They're there. Yeah, yeah, this scene needed should to have been something. half as long as it should have been if you aren't going to actually inhabit this boring room with character and put some yeah. menace and stuff into it e- e- so yeah, either a quarter of the, of the length or four times the entertainment because this was boring to me um yeah and the other thing is like it's a little bit of map room of indiana jones but the thing of the map room is that was built the whole first third of the movie was building to that yeah and the music and the staff and again the sun's coming up and there's like you're just like where you know there none of that was there and they, no. it could have. It just. It, I don't know. It's. It's. Um. And I don't know what you think of this scene. I guess if you haven't seen any of the other live action stuff, which mm-hmm. you know, I I, I want to give them a little bit more and say, well, Ahsoka's been in other stuff that's live action, mm-hmm. so probably a lot of people will have seen that stuff. But yeah, I don't know what you make of it without that, because this is a bad character introduction. I would say. I don't know about that because I thought that they in this scene like they really she's calm she's regal she's self-possessed she's confident Um, these five serious combat droids are no threat to her whatsoever I felt like even if you didn't know who Ahsoka was you'd have a very strong idea of who she is especially if you if you know Jedi uh, as an archetype Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's probably Uh, fair the self-destruct uh, so, so systems this, this on fight. these droids are out of control. Okay, you, this, yeah, uh, I haven't really introduced it yet. She goes to leave the temple. She's confronted by five droids who demand she give them the map, and she fights them off. Manages to flee on her ship as the entire temple explodes behind her. Then she gets a message from Home One saying there's been an incident. Yeah, let's talk about this fight. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's like I I don't know Jedi on droid fights. I think are always a little kind of a bummer because they're you know they're not nearly yeah you know, like i said give me ahsoka's fighting the the mask warrior martok or whatever in the second episode um but it, yeah this is it was it was it was it was pretty cool yeah Just like how she five used that one. that move where she cuts through the stone to to kind of yeah divide and conquer here that was yeah, cool even the odds yeah mm-hmm. uh and we'll say after she you know fights her way out and you get the explosion <laughs> can we can we talk about ahsoka's force abilities she does some cool stuff but i think she's the slowest jedi in the galaxy that's what i'm gonna call I was, her i have in my notes did anakin not teach her how to force run or <laughs> right. did obi-wan not teach anakin is that's the other thing because like there's there's at least three points in these two hours that i watched where ahsoka could have significantly improved her odds if she could just locomote faster than an average human being i thought this was a standard jedi power I really did. Mouse I mean, I guess the Luke side, never does it. The mouse on the Marvel side is really good at making humans look like they can run superhumanly fast. Like the, you know, the Phantom Menace yeah. is kind of like jank. But hook her it up to the fucking fine. Steve Rogers machine. Hook her up to the sure. Black Panther machine. Get her running 70, 80 miles an hour. That would be fucking All cool. All you gotta do is blur the background behind her. 
looks great. Have you do you do you know how they actually do that? No. Uh, they have like um uh what do they call those uh wires that you slide on? <laughs> zip uh skyline, zipline, zipline. Oh. They have like a steel zipline where the actor is going to run and then they put him on a harness that 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 he can like freely zip align that. And, and it's kind of got like a little bit of an elastic bounce and then have a vehicle that tows him at the correct speed. And then it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, just a, uh, you timing like your feet hitting the ground. And it looks like gives you that natural, like 30 yard bound that you, it's, nice. it's really cool. It's really yeah, cool. They could have done master that with DR, the here. Master out of fast running. They need to, the, Marvel needs to share that technology with Disney. Yeah. Or maybe they're making a point. She is just literally the slowest Jedi in the galaxy. Could be that Anakin forgot to teach her how to force run. <laughs> That's her new moniker. Uh, I really like these, David Tennant. Uh, so, sorry, as I said, uh, these these security these droids uh, detonation systems are just out yeah. of control. Like, yeah. oh my, five of these droids destroyed a continent. It's insane. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean the power sources on them must last a while. Be powerful. Uh, yeah, mm. let's talk about more droids uh Hu yang as david Tennant playing Hu yang i really like him uh he brings mm-hmm. that sort of sly cheeky tone to the droid which i really love can i say something i don't like about him his head and this is the adaptation part of it oh i f- it bothers me that i feel like you can put droids in a lineup and I can, t- I could, I think I could, with ninety-five percent accuracy, point out the ones that originated from Rebels and Clone Wars, and which ones originated from the actual movies. Mm-hmm. There's a certain little bit more Art Deco, smooth style to these droids, and and I yeah. feel like they just should have either. Uh, I, I don't know. They they don't look. They they look like it. Looks, it gives me a little Roger Rabbit vibes. I feel like I'm watching a cartoon character interact with real people. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like there are a couple things that are off in that regard, um, just art direction wise. He's too smooth. Like he should have more greeblies and rivets and stuff. And if uh-huh. he was actually this, if he was built by ILM and not just designed in AutoCAD or whatever, the the 3D light blender, whatever the fuck they're using, he he would. But like they should have done that. They should have like given. They they should. I don't know. I I feel like the. Someone should have built that out of sheet metal and then 3D rendered that instead of just taking the design from the cartoon because he looks like a cartoon character. I'm with you. Uh, do you think his head's shaped that way because he's Ahsoka's droid? Because <laughs> he almost has like the two tentacle things. That would or bother me got. since he's supposed to be 25,000 years old, but oh, I don't know. Right, true. She had his head replaced with yeah. one that she was more comfortable with. Uh, we also find out that Ahsoka does not always adhere to standard Jedi protocol, which I want to say we kind of already knew if we'd seen the the Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett stuff. Um, yeah, and Yang's already beating the drum. You need a Padawan. You do, that's a Padawan's job. I'm not a Padawan. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they reach home one, they see the damage done to the other ship by what I'm calling the Sith. Uh, we meet General Hera Syndulla, who tells Ahsoka that they lost the prisoner and then briefs her on the Sith. Ahsoka's not familiar with the Sith, so she has Hu Yang run a match on their lightsabers. And she so- shows uh, Hera the star map, but it's locked, so they can't use it. And Hera says, well, why don't you take it to Ahsoka? 
and she seems pretty reluctant to do that. Yeah, re- really impressive, impressive shot of the Rebel fleet. Always love to see Mon Cal Cruiser up close. Um, I thought Mary Elizabeth Winstead did a great job. I again, uh, General Sedula, Sedula, I thought was immediately sketched out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's always her position because it, it seems like they're they're telling me that Ahsoka and um, Sabine are both a lot. Mm-hmm. They're both very stubborn, pig-headed, independent, uh, strongly held beliefs and thoughts. And it seems like that uh, this uh, general is Sindula is like kind of like their mediary. She's kind of yeah. like their interface. Uh, I don't know if that's always true of them, but like I easily could see that's a dynamic that they that they would have, and it felt it felt good. I thought she's she uh, again. I instantly like these characters. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I, I found it interesting that they can do matches on lightsabers, but I guess that makes a lot of sense. Um, if you just catalog them, they have a little trouble with it here because of the recording. It's not perfect, but cool concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy's really been around for twenty five thousand years. He probably has like first hand knowledge of all these, and he's this lightsaber architect too. Uh huh. Yeah. So then we go over to an official dedication ceremony for a monument to Ezra Bridger. Um, Sabine Wren is introduced to speak, but she's not in attendance, and so they go searching for her and find her blasting away from the city on her speeder. They try and stop her, but she evades them and continues on. Yep, she's doing a James T. Kirk patented running from authorities at full speed full blast music blast and rock music yeah <laughs> uh, some kind of j-pop j-rock from a galaxy far far away is what she's listening to yeah i, I want to say this is not a popular song but i'm not into popular it music lately be. so if this I don't is really actually know. a pop if they license a pop song if they ever license a pop song in star wars that's the day I'm I feel like bur- it's burning my man. lightsaber and bur- burning my Wookiee suit. I just no, no. I feel like you're gonna get a Taylor Swift song maybe next uh, season of Ahsoka. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, Clancy Brown. Yeah, Clancy loves, Brown shows up. Love seeing Clancy Brown. Uh, uh, I, I assume as her father. The way they interact later, uh, I think he's Sabine's fa- Sabine's father. Oh, I didn't get that. I just got that he's the governor. So. But, he, but he could maybe, also just be like an authority yeah. figure who's kind of over her shit, mm-hmm. and, yeah. but cares about her. I felt like, a and she's thing. important. She's like, uh, she's like, she's a Luke Skywalker equivalent. Like yeah. all these, the, the, everybody in that fucking mural, I gather, is like you have to take as seriously as we would take, yeah, uh, a, a, a Leia, a Luke, or a Han. They're heroes know? of the rebellion, right? And, um. I like that. I will say that here's another thing about the design and the adaptation of it. I hate that this mural looks like a Rebels poster. Really? This is this is the Roger Rabbit bullshit I'm talking about. What like, style would you want it to have? Like more of a graffiti kind of look or I guess I don't know. I I've never seen this style of art in Star Wars before. I don't mm. know why they wouldn't just make like a statue that looks like real like, you know, I see gotcha. Sabine's right fucking there, and she doesn't look like her picture. Yeah, she looks she like looks, a cartoon character. I, I was bothered by the hair color on Sabine, and I'm like, okay, she's cutting her hair later. We'll we'll see that. But they don't do the top of it white like they should. Yeah, they just leave it brown and purple. I don't. Hmm. 
It's just weird. It's like they know that they like these are humans and they can't adapt it that way. It's like, you know, Rosario, they're not they could, even though they're not, make Rosario Dawson's eyes look 300 percent bigger. So she's got those huge, ridiculous anime eyes that Ahsoka's got in cartoons. They mm-hmm. don't because they're like, that would look stupid. I think <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you're a fan of Rebels, that's like but like to me, it, it's it's like what it's like seeing Roger Rabbit walk out. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's just this this it, it, it jar it jarred me. I mean, they're definitely playing to Rebels fans here, uh, even in the previous scene where Hera's like, you need to take it, take take this to Sabine, or, you know, you know who you need to take this to. She'll do it for Ezra. I mean, right there, Rebels fans are probably like, fuck yeah, she'll do it for Ezra. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas for me, that's all teasing who this person is, and I, I think it works on both levels. Right. Um, and I didn't have a problem with the mural. I just thought, eh, it's the style of the mural. But... You're right. It's not very Star Warsy style, and I have some complaints around that later. But we'll get there. Have, have we ever seen these E wings in any other canon before? Is, and and I'm trying to think where I've seen E wings before. Were they in the <sighs> Star Wars versus, or I mean, uh, X wing versus Tie Fighter? Were they first? Because I've seen these before. I don't recall. Were they like a role playing game a vehicle? I did them. I don't. I don't know. But I thought they 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 look pretty cool. Yeah, not bad. Um, I like the T six as well. That's a Soka ship. Uh, that's yeah, really cool it, looking. I wasn't sold on it until it landed and did that rotation thing, and I'm like, I'd love a transforming ship. I I felt I kind of fell in love with it then. You but weren't I was sold like, on ah. it when you realized how hard they were aping Foundation. <laughs> Jump well, ships. there's yeah, there's like this. Holy shit. Because sometimes it was hot and cold. Like Slave One, I think is really cool. Like you know that uh, kind of vertical stack ship, but uh, uh-huh. it's weird in Star Wars. It always, always strikes me as something that. But like I, I do like the way it kind of rotates around. It's that yeah. You got, I you got up what to the B wings? Those have always been an interting city wings vertical cool. shape. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, there's there's precedent for it. And I just think it looks cool. I like that ship. Uh, Sab- Sabine goes home and reminisces over a hollow message from Ezra. He says he's counting on her. This is a recording, by the way. Um, He says he's counting on her to see things through and then signs off with, may the force be with you. It's got to be some guilt that here that she's not following that path that he kind of saw her going down. Mm -hmm. Um, And this, this is a really good scene. You know, this starts to really establish the motivations of this character. Like, why isn't she at this ceremony? Well, oh, it's a ceremony for this monument to Ezra, who she misses desperately and probably maybe even feels some guilt around it. For yeah, he's still out there, but like me and Ahsoka split up and haven't gotten motive. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of because uh, a lot of people I saw some claims about like you know what a wet blanket, what an unpleasant character she is. But I'm like, yeah, that's her character. She kind of hates herself right now. Uh huh. She's she doesn't like herself. She doesn't. She's not her. She's not herself. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I think they do a really good job telling that story. It, it's first thing she's immature. Me- to her yes and she is very much immature uh-huh. they do a great job of that uh and there's some interesting things happening here in her apartment at this this watchtower i guess um she's got a stormtrooper helmet collection which i thought was interesting i don't know if these are like the, the wookie pelts for boba fett yeah. but yeah uh keeping trophies she's got these drawings on the wall of her pet 
I don't I don't know the name of her pet or the species I don't of her either, pet. Either, but it's fucking adorable. Yeah, it's like a cat with chicken legs and yeah, and, and but with like the a, like those Munchkin cat proportions, you know, uh-huh. they're kind of like yeah. a little bit of cute and squishier. Totally with chicken legs. Yeah, a basilisk cat. <laughs> um, but but these drawings on the wall are going to connect later. Uh, and and tell you a little bit about the relationship that her and Ahsoka used to have, which I think is cool. Um, so then Morgan and the Sith go to the temple where Ahsoka found the map, and they realize that she has it. So, of course, they decide to go after her. Morgan sends the apprentice to Lothal to search for Sabine Wren, Ahsoka's former apprentice. Uh, here's the mention of the Night Sisters of Dathomir are witches do you want to clue some people in yeah because like i i don't i don't know if <laughs> yeah why not there's this they were introduced in this one book i think it was the the courtship of princess leia maybe it was something else but uh you know they they, they start exploring in the eu after a few years the idea that uh this the force isn't like just understood by the jedi and the sith there's like tons of independent force traditions because the force is a universal thing throughout the galaxy uh, and lots of different cultures understood it and approached it different ways and you got these uh, on this planet dathomore they called them witches these night sisters that were able to harness the force i think they have like this elaborate system of tattoos in their body it's a lot mm-hmm. of like it felt like there's a lot of tribal aboriginal indigenous um uh, influences on this in this culture and they're kind of like all like very animistic shamanistic understanding of it and they one of the cool thing is they rode rancors into battle um That's and there's sweet. one really memorable scene where they had captured han solo and they're interrogating him and one of the head witches was threatening to break every bone in his body individually and I think she started with like his tibia and he's in his thoughts. He's like, you know, it's like, God, day, this really hurts. And he's like frantic to try to think of it. He goes, well, you, you, you surely don't, don't, don't mean my teeth. Right. And then just as soon as he says it, the one, the witches pops one of his molars. He's like, oh, oh God, why, why did I give them my, uh, I just remember that being both very dark, a way to torture someone. And like Han Solo being Han Solo, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I recall correctly, one of the witches made it into Luke's Jedi Academy. Potentially, yeah, I, I, I'm vaguely familiar with this, and it's so. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering what kind of remixing he's doing because he also mentions like a civilization from outside the galaxy, which means a certain thing if you're an EU fan. And I'm wondering if they're like, are they mixing up the Vong with the? Dath- the witches of Dathomir to kind of like blend hmm. them into but that's weird because the Yuz and Vong's whole deal is they were not force attuned at all huh because uh, they're extra galactic uh, I, I don't know um, I'm but 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 yeah I'm I'm curious to see what what the, the how they're gonna you know kind of just, just square all that or exactly how Fellini's gonna Filoni's gonna adapt that material yeah we'll see Beware the Sith. We will return. Are you hearing voices too? Welcome back to Tribe of Two. There are some apparent powers here that Morgan has. Um, She seems to just know to send... uh, I, I'm the person I'm calling the apprentice, the younger of the two Sith 
Jedi fallen whatever uh, she kind of just seems to know to send her to Lothal and I don't know if that's because she's familiar with Ahsoka and Sabine's relationship and she thinks that that's mm-hmm. a lead or if it's more like mystical because there are definitely some more mystical things that oh, happen yeah. later that's what Darth Swanson seems to say he goes this isn't witchcraft he just she, this is just the home planet of her apprentice right um this masked Sith warrior that we'll see more of in next episode. Mm-hmm. He's a hundred percent Ezra, right? <laughs> I hadn't even thought of it. Seriously? No. Oh so man. The be... second I saw this guy wearing a, 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 a young, tall force sensitive in a full face Sith warrior in a full face covering that he never takes off under any circumstances <laughs> like that's and you're missing a person it's it's and it's connected with Thrawn it's gotta be god I yeah it's gotta be Ezra I, this Ezra is, I, this or is, Pedro Pascal who <laughs> man what is he what has he got over to mouse that is give him just give him checks he doesn't have to show up for he doesn't have uh-huh. to go he doesn't even uh-huh. step in the booth for this one nope not just a cash word. check yeah, you could be right. This could be Ezra. I don't know. Boy, I wonder if that's being speculated hardcore about. Has to be. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, Sabine wakes from an Ezra dream to find Ahsoka headed into the city uh, overhead, and she goes in to meet her. There's an awkward tension until Ahsoka says that she might know how to find Ezra and hands her the star map. Uh, this is where we find out that Ezra is probably not dead or potentially not dead. He might just be missing. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the scene with where Clancy Clancy Brown has some shows some affection or a deeper relationship than just like dignitary and hero of the rebellion. He's there. There's some kind of like annoyed disappointment on a personal level here that she wasn't around and she's not taking things seriously. You might be right. I I didn't pick up on it though. I guess I could have looked it up, but I kind of don't want to look up too much about this show because I want to retain, you know, my, I guess, naivete. Right. Yeah. In fact, I kind of regret, I I watched this 35 minute video that kind of compressed all the Clone Wars and it was designed specifically for this thing. And I'm like, man, I just wish I, I just wish I'd gone in blind, totally blind, you know, or as blind as I was. Yeah, I just want to see what the show can put down. Like, how's it gonna how's it gonna work on its yeah. own? Uh, I did like the them having to like uh, a barb off on who's more difficult. That's always gives you a an interesting insight into both characters, right? Sure. And Ahsoka's kind of ice cold, where she's like, uh, "Well, there's nothing easy about being a Jedi," and you know they're still barbing off, and she's like, "Well, that sh- I should have been a good one." And Ahsoka's like, "Yeah, you should have." Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cool man yeah going pretty hard on each other uh, then they go back to Ahsoka's ship and she asks Sabine to figure out how to unlock the map she shows Sabine a scan of the temple that she found it in and they talk a bit about their past as master and apprentice Sabine asks if she can take the map somewhere that she can think more clearly in and Ahsoka says absolutely not uh, he- here when you get Sabine kind of walking into Ahsoka's ship uh, she takes a look at what is apparently her old bunk because it has the drawings mm. of her pet very you mm. know in the same style as the ones we saw in her little apartment last time yeah 
Because uh, she's the that artist. Cool. They also established that she's an artist. Yeah, and they don't need to, you know, talk about their former relationship. We can kind of just know, oh, they used to travel together until pretty recently. Okay. Yeah, attracts. Uh, how unoriginal is it for the witches of Dathomir to live on a planet called Arcana? <laughs> well, I don't get it. I thought they came from the planet Dathomir, but yeah. 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 I mean, maybe Dathomir is is a concept. Maybe. The witches of Dathomir. It's like, uh, well, I don't know, the also, of 7-Eleven. It feels like they're adapting the Dath the Witches into some kind of like sect in exile similar to the Mandalorians because she's yeah, yeah. like, are you a witch? No, I'm a survivor. That's not the case. In fact, I don't think the Republic knew about the Witches of Dathomir until this novel that I read that it had to take place at least five years after the Battle of, of Yavin, if not more. So it's like, hmm. again, this is like I'm saying, it's like, it's like going back to your childhood home, but you've grown three feet. It's like nothing... This is familiar, but also very strange and doesn't seem to fit. The, the, so I'm just like, okay, they're they're force sensitive, female Sith or force users, and just uh, looks like they've you know uh, been on the run for a while. Uh, Grand Admiral Thraws, their key to resurgence seems to be the key to the at least three people's resurgences. These Jedi mercenary, dark Jedi mercenary, the Sith, uh, the witches of Dathomir, and the Empire, all riding on on Thrawn return, Thrawn's return. So I get that. Yeah. It's a lot to shoulder. We'll see how big his shoulders are. Uh, an- another thing that they kind of are teasing here with their former relationship is something that it seems like Ahsoka was not willing to do for Sabine because she, you know, she asks her like, Oh, you're living on the ship still, huh? And Ahsoka's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I go where I'm needed. Uh, and her response is not always which to me implies some way in which Ahsoka let down Sabine. So Rebels fans tell me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is the way Rebels left that Ahsoka and Sabine were going to team up to try to find where Ezra had gone. Ah, that makes sense. And then now this is the first that we're revisiting it. So I think the implication is that maybe Sabine didn't want to give up looking and Ahsoka mm. hit dead end at dead end. And they're just like, there's other people I could be helping. And they just, that would make so sense. Like she, she thinks Ahsoka. Yeah. So it's like, that's, but again, I could be wrong. Maybe there was a season of them looking for Ezra, but my understanding, that's kind of where the, the rebels plot with the, the, the ended up. Okay. I had some people like, well, this is basically a Rebel Season 8. I don't agree with that. If this was Rebel Season 8, they should have called it Rebel Season 8, and then I would have known not to watch it. They're calling this Ahsoka, mm-hmm. which means it should be a good entry point for people that are not familiar with the series to jump on. Um, and so far, it's been that way. But, yeah, uh, so yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this is, yeah, this is this is Season 8 of, of Rebels. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to Hu Yang saying he figured out that the lightsabers of the Sith were designed just like the ones he used to build with the students at the Jedi Temple. Uh, one is unfamiliar, but the other belongs to Balon Skull, a Jedi that disappeared at the end of the Clone Wars. Ahsoka thinks it's probably a master-apprentice situation here with the two, and then she discovers that Sabine is gone with the map. Yeah, it's like I don't, I you know we used to have this term called Dark Jedi, right? 
you know, they're not a Sith, but they've fallen away from the ideals of the Jedi. Um, sure. It's co- I think it's cool. I'm I'm really looking for because there is a nobility to this guy. There is um, there's, there's like a tragic quality to him. Uh, to Balon. Yeah, I think so. The the stronger vibe I'm getting is very mercenary. Um, well, that's what he calls himself, like an essentially mercenary Jedi. Yeah, like I'm paid well, right? I think right. is what he says. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I I don't know exactly what he wants though. I'm not sure if he wants to find Grand Admiral Thrawn or if he just wants to pay from it. Or if he's, well, he's looking he's, for something else along this it's path. It's the power. And I'm like, where? what is the unimaginable power? Yeah. Uh, that, a, that, 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 that a Jedi, you know, that a dark Jedi might crave for himself, you know? Yeah, where is it coming from? And I, I don't see mm-hmm. it yet, but I don't see I, I, I That's where I'm it. like, I wonder if they're full-blown uh, heir of the Empiring it. And if, if that's the case and there's something besides Grand Admiral Thrawn waiting out there, then that makes a lot of sense. Mm, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to talk about that for fear of, of spoiling uh, Rebels fans. And, and I don't even know what the hell Filoni would do with that Heir to the Empire stuff. But like they, they fucking name check the series. Mm-hmm. Timothy Zahn's classic trilogy. The thing that like I, Star Wars, like, I can't explain to you guys how much Star Wars was dead. Like Star Wars was <laughs> omnipresent for yeah. like the first 10 years of my life. And then, yeah, the night it's just kind of like went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, people weren't making video games anymore. There might have been a comic series. Uh, the toys were not in this market. Uh, it was dead. And then this Timothy Zahn heir to the Empire trilogy came out and kind of single handedly rebreathed life into the franchise, at least for my like that, that hit in like the I think the seventh, eighth grade. Um, and then like it's like from that point forward Star Wars became this big cultural thing the re-releases came out the video games came out the prequels came out and we've had from that moment mm-hmm. on Star Wars forever but yeah there's a whole whole trilogy that they're they're pilfering they're they're plundering for these characters and ideas and I just don't know how they're going to adapt it gotcha here's the thing about these um these lightsabers and and Hu Yang's backstory right so he says that he basically helped like some the students at the Jedi Temple build their lightsabers, educated in them in that way. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, it should be a red flag if a youngling wants to build a red lightsaber. Like oh, if they go to if they go digging around in the red kyber drawer, it's yeah. probably time to call in Yoda or something. Be like, this got out of hand. We got a it's real. Like when, it's like when a kid joins Slytherin in Harry Potter. It's like you're you're <laughs> right. just you're just gonna be bad. I don't know why we're training you. Honestly, we should uh-huh. just put you right in the jail. Honestly, right, why do jail. we even have these red crystals here? Why do we yeah. have a drawer full of red crystals? It, it it's a trap. It's a misery. trap. The kids, the, the kids that gravitate toward them, we just throw them yeah. in Sith prison. Just, yep. just get them started early. <laughs> just, yeah, just kill them because they're the they're the bad ones. <laughs> uh, I, I assume you could swap out a Kyber crystal if you wanted to. So the hilt, it makes sense that like, okay, maybe he helped build this hilt, but then. Man, Bayon I don't even know. I, I don't even know. Is that is I don't understand. I'm not sure what the current state of the art 
Star Wars lore is, but yeah. is it possible that the crystal gets corrupted by dark use of the force? It's and like totally possible. I don't know. You start yet. out the blue that shifts to red over time. Cause like, yeah, it's like, it seems like there's a, there's a lot of utility for a force user to use a good guy's lightsaber. If they wanted to like pass as good. I mean, it's uh-huh. too late for Palpatine. If you look like a monster man already, you're done. But this guy, <laughs> sure. he could he could rock a, 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 a he could go a, a light tan robe and a blue or green saber. And you'd never know he was a Sith. Yeah, I mean, it makes me wonder how Luke's sabers would have been two different colors. Like, wouldn't he, wouldn't he, his father's yeah, saber have changed different. to a green if he was green, or yeah, wouldn't his right. saber have been blue in Return of the Jedi if he was always blue? Like his, his dad's father? saber, and he only had it for two movies, so it just takes a long so it's time. Not enough time, not enough time to hmm. shift to the natural green color. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know the state of the art lore around that either. Um, I mean, I think I think it's all like whatever you can build at the Star Wars experience. So it's like I think <laughs> right. it's all it's all Kyber's all the way down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sabine goes home and is followed by the apprentice. She immediately starts trying to unlock the map. Uh, what is that shitty smile on her face after having betrayed her friend by stealing the map? She's, she's really hard to like in this scene. I mean, I don't know. She says her best friend is missing and, and, uh, then her former master telling her that, Hey, we're going to play it my way. Don't you worry. It's like, I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck Ahsoka. You abandon her friend. You don't care about her. You still don't care. You're you're more in, you're more about the galaxy than than our friend. And I think uh, Sabine as a Mandalorian is very much the other way. I don't get, care mm-hmm. about the central government. I'm more concerned with our friend. So I, like I said, it, I, I I understand why there's a lot of people that are not liking her. But I feel like all the things she does are not totally irrational, or it's part of her character. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely part of her character. I just think she kind of sucks in this moment. She betrays someone that she should consider a friend, even if she's doing it because she, she really cons- wants she to find Ezra. Betray- well, I also think she, she considers, I think she thinks uh, that Ahsoka has betrayed them as well. So it's like kind of turnabout. Yeah. But, but look, taking this map is not going to help her is not going to guarantee that she finds a way to unlock it. And if it does, it's just going to be a little bit faster than it would have been before because she can think more clearly. I, no, she, it's, she's, it's, she's really taking a huge risk here in favor of doing it slightly faster. And that's what I don't like about it. Well, and also, like, her qualifications for figuring this out is she's an artist. Like, she's not, like, an archaeological, archaeological specialist on ancient uh, Force-sensitive civilizations. It's just, like... Hera's like, well, you know, uh, Sabine's always the artist. You ought to let her take a look at these scrawlings. Was that really the it's, Yes, excuse? yes. Oh, boy. And um, what's really funny, it's like it's one of these stupid things where, like, literally the encryption code was carved on the Doom floor. Right, right. So Which, turns if you didn't out, have that recording, I guess it wouldn't matter because it's destroyed. Yeah, yeah. So. But I, I don't know. I think Filoni is like, God, what? Why? I need a reason for Ahsoka to come crawling back. I gotta, I gotta yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, she's she's an artist, and there's there's a. I'm gonna encrypt the thing on a fresco. Yeah, that's that. That's the ticket. That's the ticket. Yeah, base all relief. That stuff feels super weak. Um, everything around this map. I I really just hate everything to do with this map. Uh, I feel like it's not an interesting concept, but yeah. maybe it'll get us somewhere that's interesting. Mm. We'll see. 
Anyway, so it's tells... the map is just a MacGuffin. Like, uh-huh. uh, it's it's just. But they the, spend ex- so much time with it is the problem. Like, it's just a MacGuffin. Let's let's get it. Let's be on with our journey. But this feels like wallowing in something know. that isn't interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Too many puzzles. I mean, it's hard to recover from that ten, that first ten minute scene. Honestly, yeah, I don't think yeah. you'd be saying this if that scene was paced better. But, but yeah, I, maybe I get not. Your point. Maybe not. Um, so Ahsoka tells Hera that Sabine took the map. Hera says, "Ah, no big deal." And then we find out that Sabine is a stubborn Mandalorian, but has more in common with Ahsoka as a Jedi apprentice than you might think. This is where we, yeah, start to realize they're both kind of stubborn and. The, you know, Ahsoka never finished her training with Anakin, I guess, because she was Anakin's apprentice before she left uh, before the end of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, why why did Ahsoka walk away from Sabine? I don't know, but it could be what, well, you, there's like, what you hypothesized Yeah, she really. feels abandoned by Anakin, of course, mm-hmm. and it must sting to think that her Padawan thinks that she's abandoned her. Like, there's like, I, I could, there's a and I thought this size uh, that what she said at the end, where sometimes you do things for the right reasons and they end up with wrong consequences. What do you do then? And it's like, well, the root, you just keep doing the right thing. You know, eventually. Sure. It's like, you know, bad, good process can lead to bad and good outcomes. But if you have a bad outcome with a good process, that doesn't mean you go to a bad process. It just means he's unlucky right. that time. But it sucks. Yeah, you it sucks deal with when you the do consequences. The right and eventually things right themselves right you do the right thing yeah. consistently and because this is a uh, a written piece of art by a person at hollywood the right thing does work out so mm-hmm. it's gonna I, I believe i believe in them sabine solves the riddle of the map and unlocks it then droids show up to steal the map she notifies ahsoka uh she manages to kill one of the droids uh well she manages to temporarily disable one of the droids the other one grabs the map destroys her recordings and then she has to fight a sith apprentice uh she almost holds her own but gets injured and the sith gets away with the map i thought she seemed pretty overmatched from the beginning Uh um she doesn't die instantly which is why i say she held her own for somebody who's not trained but did you get the idea that darth grimes is playing with her A, a tiny bit because yeah. I, I I did, especially the second time I watched it, and I was thinking about what Darth Swanson said about, you know, like there's so few Jedi left. Mm-hmm. And like really the novelty of fighting another Jedi, I kind of felt like she was sandbagging it a little bit. Savoring the, yeah. the experience. Yeah, like she only left when she was ran off by Ahsoka. Yeah. But I felt like she could have stuck Sabine about only, almost any time because she was just taking these big swinging. Hey, it reminded me a lot of Luke Skywalker, Skywalker come after Vader, where she's just chopping wood, leaving her massively over swinging, leaving her back turned to her mm-hmm. opponent. Tons of just very, very passionate but sloppy fighting. It's definitely better uh, coordinated than any lightsaber fights in the original trilogy. But yeah, she's Do definitely have, um, got that that vibe. Do you have a problem with her? Because like this is something I saw some nerd rage being vented on and on Twitter. Do you have a problem with her surviving a lightsaber wound to the gut? No, because I think if like, you don't hit vital organs, a lightsaber kind of is its own. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, unless you get like chopped in half, or it's through your heart, or or both lungs, or something. I think you can live through that. Yeah, because it cauterizes well, like as it goes like, through, right? 
people like, well, Qui-Gon Jinn would be curious to learn about this Jedi art. Like, look, you fucker. Qui-Gon Jinn got stuck right through his heart, and then he sat there on the floor for, what, five minutes while the Force Shield cycled? Mm-hmm. And then Obi-Wan had to battle his ass, and they were still in the middle of a fucking reactor under... There's a, that's a lot different than someone stabbing, getting stabbed in the gut, mm-hmm. getting ran off instantly, and being taken Having to immediate medical attention. Flagship yeah. of the Rebel Alliance, where they mm-hmm. have Bacta and everything else. And I'm like, God damn, I love a good nitpick. Fucking find some good nits to pick. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's not like it's total vaporization when you stick a lightsaber in somebody. It cauterizes the wound. Right. Probably hurts like a bitch, out. but sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want that through a vital organ, but it's okay. Uh, and that's kind of it. That's yeah. They had, like the I said, they had the the tribute to Ray at the end. And if you didn't know, that's that's Ray Stevenson, like we mentioned. He's Darth. What is his actual name? Balin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't even know if he's a Darth, but I've been calling him Darth Swanson throughout. <laughs> Probably uh, not. It's a it's a damn shame. He's a great villain. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw he was only in two episodes as listed on imdb so i seriously he might not be back which is what really that's because they haven't updated to imdb maybe how in the world it would feel like such a drop plot point if he never shows up again right or i bet that's just imdb not being updated i i hope so i hope so because i, I heard that he died uh shortly after but definitely after they finished filming okay yeah, I hope I hope he's in the rest of the season because I do like him. Uh, he's in the next episode, which we should start talking about. Yep. Episode two uh, starts with Sabine recovering in a hospital. She wakes and tells Ahsoka that she unlocked the map, but got zero information out of it, which is pretty annoying. Also, her records were destroyed. She wants to help, but Ahsoka says, you've done enough in her snarkiest Jedi voice. Uh, Ahsoka yeah. can hear Sabine's dreams. I think this is one of the things with Ahsoka. She has kind of, she has some powers around being very empathetic. Let's say, being able to kind of sense people's thoughts very well, maybe more than the average Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure because, well, you're talking about Sabine, right? Well, no, Ahsoka being able to kind of hear the dream that Sabine is having here. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I was reading about Ahsoka's powers because I was trying to figure out if she was able to run fast and just didn't. <laughs> but that's never mentioned. She can jump really high, which I would think would translate to running fast very well. I would think so but too. But one of the things that they noted is her sort of empathic powers. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it's funny, because I I know that that's one of the things that um, uh, 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 Ezra is he had like animal telepathy, like Aquaman powers. Oh, really? Okay. That was like his like specialty that he had an affinity to uh, for other beasts and creatures. Oh, so I bet I there's like, a lot of good and, pet stuff. Well, it's funny because like I was laboring in the illusion for the first time I watched this that like Sabine and and him were brother and sister. So I was kind of looking to see if there was like you know some kind of like. You know, she's got that pet thing and but then mm-hmm. I was just completely wrong <laughs> they don't have any kind of genetic sharing at all nope he thinks of her as a sister does he I, I think does, that did was he part that? of Is his that hologram said in the hollow okay, yeah, okay recording gotcha. maybe that's why I got it from because I remember having a clear I think they they had a very strong similar appearance when I look was looking at that mural 
Like it's like, oh, oh they yeah, both have yeah. oddly colored hair. They kind of have similar shade of skin. Mm-hmm. Kind of fits. And and if he said something about like you're my little sister, like oh yeah. But yeah, because I I got that clear impression the first time through. Yeah, he mentions it, but it was I think of you as a sister, even though we're not related. Mm. Uh, let's go over to the Sith visiting another temple site where they put the map on a pedestal, and Balon says to let Morgan know that they've located the reflex point of Setos, whatever the fuck that means. Um, another incredibly boring, self-important map scene. Enough. Enough. It's <laughs> it's like they're trying to import all the weight of Thrawn's return through this map, and it's not fucking working. The music... Yeah. You can put all the music you want behind this five-minute-long scene of placing a ball on a pedestal, and it ain't any more interesting. Sorry. Also, I will say this. The ancient jungle stuff works a little bit better in Indiana Jones and a dozen Star Wars. It always kind of cracks me up when they go to like what looks like the ruins of an Incan temple, and they plug in something, and lasers start shooting out of it and everything. It's like... <laughs> Okay, poison yeah. arrows and giant stones and stuff. What's this fucking laser beam shooting out? You know, there's no sunlight hitting this. This isn't the staff of Ra or whatever. Come on. But we're, we're uh, almost yeah, to the point I, I, where I can I talk about saying. my my disappointment in the style. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um. But so the other thing is like we were just talking about this the other day in in context of Foundation that they introduced this race of spacers who's uh. uh their dream, their purpose is to lead, to go extra galactic, to leave the Milky Way galaxy and sail the ocean of, of the spa- deep space. Mm-hmm. We talk about how rare, like most science fiction series kind of realize that like galac- ga- going to a different galaxy is is like an order of magnitude harder than going to another star. Like it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. You like basically it's, have it's, to have instantaneous travel. Yeah, yeah, like like in Star Trek, going to another galaxy is roughly as unimaginable as we think going to another star system is with with slower than light travel. Yep. Um, it shocked me when they suggested that there was going to be like widespread extragalactic travel, but they're also kind of suggesting that maybe there's like a wormhole. Like I think that's what they're saying. This reflex point, this path of per- peridity or whatever the this this reflex point of Cetos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that seems like they're suggesting that there's like a tunnel or a passage that can get you there faster, which I hope because if they just open this up to like multiple galaxies, that seems insane to me. Yeah, there's not enough hyperspace in the Star Wars yeah. universe to get you to another galaxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, on on e- even powerful Sith timescales. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka goes to Sabine's home to see where uh, what she can learn from its residual force imprint I guess she's hearing kind of the events that took place there through the force and through her pet maybe maybe it's the pet talking to her I don't know uh, she sees the recording from Ezra and finds and disables the droid that Sabine thought she took out um Ahsoka must be pretty familiar with this pet. She looks at it oh, like she's yeah. got a relationship with it. Uh, must be a I Rebels assumed. thing. I imagine they shared a ship together for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is all set up for what's going to come here in the next scene where Ahsoka takes the droid's head back to Sabine so she can check out its memory to see where it came from. And she finds out it came from Corellia, the New Republic shipyard. And Ahsoka realizes that 
Morgan used to operate out of there during the Empire's reign. So she decides to go check it out while Sabine recovers, and Harris says, I'll meet you there. Not sure why you would design a combat droid to remember where it was dispatched from <laughs> when you're when its head is destroyed, but but I guess like you you have to be just an unimaginably good electrical or electrical uh, engineer to like yeah, hot wire circuits. An artist can but, do it. or an artist, an artist. <laughs> yeah. <it's... sighs> I look. I don't know her backstory. Perhaps she's an engineer and an artist. There are some polyglots out there who kind of can do it all yeah yeah it is does feel like uh, picking up indiana jones and asking him for his expertise on the mona lisa and then uh how to keep uh how to reprogram a positronic brain (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know you got some dusty bones for me kid i (laughs) will but uh yeah she didn't i don't know it's a it's a it's a it's 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 a slow stake scene, I guess. Um, Not yeah, for Hu Yang. Hu Yang is like, oh, oh, it's the end of the world for him, man. Those seventy five percent original parts that he's still got, he wants to keep those. That's where I'm. That's this is the most unrealistic thing. A, a robot that's lived in his galaxy for twenty five thousand years and just doesn't want to die constantly. I don't. I don't buy it. I yeah. don't buy it. <laughs> Especially being around humans for that long. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Right. Uh, and there's a little pep talk at the end of this scene from Hera to Sabine, mm-hmm. trying to get her to not not necessarily forgive uh, Ahsoka, but go back to her and try and continue her training. To, to see the fundamental truth of you guys are so much yes. more similar than you're different and that you can help each other rather than be mad at each other. Mm-hmm. Then Morgan arrives at at the witch site. I I don't know what this is. Uh, And opens up the map for the Sith to take a look at. It points the way to the path to Peridia, where Grand Admiral Thrawn is banished. It's a fairy tale place, according to to Balin. Morgan tells them to prepare for the Eye of Sion to arrive, I think. Uh, Balon sends the apprentice to Corellia to assist with the final transport. All very yeah, we. I weird believe we see concept. the Eye of Scion by the end of this episode. That's that big we jump do. ship she's making, big old ring-looking thing with nine hyperdrives in it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like anything about this witch plotline. It doesn't feel Star Warsy to me. It feels very Marvely. Is the problem? It looks huh. very Marvely, like the way they've there's a scene so it starts here where she kind of opens up this map and it's very like particle based and it's just not the art the 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 visual language of star wars is much clunkier than this and to me like when you have a hollow projection of any kind it needs to look like an old vhs tape with the scan lines with the blue filter but three has to look like that because that's star wars right this feels very Marvel, where things are going to expand around you, and you're going to be kind yeah, of inside this is, the this thing. This is Stark technology. It's Stark technology, or or just like magic Loki shit. Mm. It's like mm. it's that kind of thing, and it gets even worse later in the episode when we kind of get to the Eye of Sion, and you see inside of its bridge where it's very like curved gold structure, again like a Loki would have, or mm. and then the holograms of the actual people are made up of these particles, and I'm like. 
that tech just that's not that's not a piece of tech from Star Wars. I don't mm. like it. I don't it feels like they're really trying to branch Star Wars out into a general encompass everything like Marvel. It, and it comes back to the music too in some ways. Look, I think I blame George Lucas a lot for this for injecting kind of this shitty more pop type music in there. But they're like that Sabine introduction oh, right with the Jabba dance and yeah. Right, right. Um in Jabba's palace kunite right that that thing mm-hmm. I, so I, I mean lucas started it but i didn't like it then either it's not like it's been good and they're ruining it here it's like they're just kind of adding on and trying to expand star wars in a way that doesn't feel like star wars yeah i i, I don't i know what you mean because i can definitely things either feel like star wars or they don't feel like star wars i definitely feel like this feels like star wars though um Think I don't so? even have as big a problem with like the map. Like I, I, I feel like I've seen. I feel like I've didn't Obi Wan go to the Jedi librarian and like whip out a map that was a lot like this. And you can't he, quote him and Yoda looked, looked at it. At me. You can't. You can't use that as a like. I'll have you know man. that this was Attack of the Clones. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> well, I guess I got to take it. Man. But yeah, I mean, these are these are concerns you're allowed to have as a as an elder millennial uh, that that uh, the George Lucas has thrown your favorite franchise to a bunch of wolves and and put a bunch of wolves in in the franchise. As I mean, Dave he's Fulton. one of the wolves. He clearly too, has. Right? Yeah, uh, I don't want to say that he's not a wolf in this scenario because he definitely was. Oh yeah, but. But now the people who ran the Marvel franchise successfully for a decade have a hold of this thing, and they don't seem like they can be trusted to to faithfully reproduce the Star Wars that just the feel of Star Wars. I mean, it, it comes back to the Boba Fett thing, like those mopeds, that biker moped biker gang has no fucking business being in a Star Wars yeah. world. No, that's it, that's terrible. Um, what do you do? You have any ideas of what Darth Swanson's talking about when he talks about the path leading to unimaginable power? No. I don't. We'll make an uneducated guess based okay. on my knowledge of the EU. Uh, I'm just going to say names um, so we can talk about it in feedback because I don't think even Jim knows about this. Don't don't go Googling this if you don't want to know. <laughs> um, but I, I wonder if it's 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 uh, Joris. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder if it's I don't know. I've never known how to pronounce this. Uh, Isalamir. Or maybe why Salamir? I I am ever you so like vaguely wise... familiar with Joris. I, I always called him Seaboth, but uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it could be Kaboth. Uh, and I'm slightly more familiar with the Salamir stuff. I don't know how to pronounce uh-huh. it either. I think that so um, either, where either one of those things I could see because like I've power from a Jedi's perspective. Like it's right. like if Thrawn's got a fleet of a hundred battle cruisers, he doesn't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. If Thrawn's got a, the, the you know some kind of Darth uh, the super weapon, again he's not going to give a shit about that. But something that that uh, is intrinsic to like force and force ability that can give him extra knowledge or power or an edge over force users. That's where I'm thinking. I think those two would be interesting ways to. Those are also things introduced into the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Uh, so I think it'd be interesting. Th- those are what I'm looking forward to. As uh, spoiler free as I can make it. Gotcha. Yeah, that stuff could get really interesting, I think. 
All right, let's go back to Ahsoka and Hera arriving on Corellia, where they meet Min Weaver, the regional supervisor at the shipyards. They begin inspecting the facilities, and Hera, while they're kind of writing a thing here, tries to convince Ahsoka to take Sabine back on as an apprentice, but she's unwilling because she says Sabine's not ready. You just know. You just know. Yep. So do they. I mean, that's the, that's the force. That's the one thing. Like, yeah, you just... Uh, it's all feels, man. It's all uh-huh. vibes. Yeah, it's it's very... Like I said, very Luke Skywalker, Yoda, Obi-Wan kind of thing. Uh, I like that. Sabine apparently is all patched up, and Yang badgers her into trying to get back into her apprentice relationship with Ahsoka. It's an assault on all fronts here. It seems uh, only a matter of time before it happens. And the matter of time is about 46 minutes, the runtime of this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like it, though. Like, all, all of the, the things he's saying here to Sabine make sense. They make sense, right? I, I Especially, like, the only time you're wasting is your own. Um, you know, you got to put yourself out there, and it's on somebody else to say, yeah, I don't want to give you my time. But if you're not willing to even ask for their time, then it's just your own time you're wasting. Yeah. I like that. I also love how this, the ice cold slam he gave where she was like, I just never had the talent or the abilities. And he's like, yeah. And then he's just <laughs> speaking in a capacity of someone who's been serving a Jedi for 25,000 years. You are by far the, <laughs> like, your your attitude of force would fall far short of all apprentices. Right. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. It'd be, it'd be like if you're at the gym, you know, and you're like some kind of cyborg gym teacher, and you're like, oh, I'm running out here slow, coach. And he's been teaching high school for 25,000 years. He's like, let me tell you, not only are you running slow, you are the slowest freshman I've ever seen huff and puff on this track. That's when you said to Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> you are the slowest apprentice yeah. I have ever seen. It's Anakin like, it's like was it, all yeah. about that. It's something that Yang could have said to made her feel bad. But you can at least run as just a normal, unattuned, but human. You can run uh-huh. faster than your masters, so you got that. Yeah, you do have human legs. <laughs> uh, all right, She's not bogged down by those tails. Those tails, just, uh, they just sap your aerodynamicism. Oh, yeah, and they're flat. They're hitting you in the chest. Oh, that flapping, can't be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, need, you need to wear like a sport headdress to keep those things. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> lock them down. down. <laughs> so Min over at the shipyard shows Ahsoka and Hera their operations Hera realizes that the engines they're building are far bigger than anything the New Republic would be using and has commissioned also uh, one of the droids says oh yeah we saw that assassin droid it's departing with the hyperdrive right now and the jig is up Ahsoka and Hera are attacked by the workers who are still loyal to the Imperials they deal with that and then Hera chases down the ship, towing the hyperdrive, while Ahsoka deals with some more assassin droids. And this Marak guy, Marak, uh, the ship gets away, but Hera manages to place a tracker on it. So they say that this is refurbished from an SSD, which I assume means Superstar Destroyer. Uh huh. Which is the I can't believe in universe these things are referred to by that. SSD, you don't like it? Yeah, Solid state yeah. drive? Is that a what's bothering you? A super star destroyer? 
We're going to invent a bigger aircraft carrier. What are we going to call it? We're going to call it Enterprise Class. We're I mean, call it's it in Reagan all the class. No, we're going to call it the Super Aircraft Carrier. <laughs> that's what that's what we'll call it. I feel like that's a, just a common thing. Doesn't that happen all the time? That Executor Class. Did you think that this hyperdrive looked very small? For an SSD? Uh, the the me, engines of an SS, the engine pods of an SSD are roughly the size of a Star Destroyer. A Star Destroyer is canonically a mile-long starship. Mm-hmm. They're enormous. And then this the hyperdrive, super... this hyperdrive, again, it's a core. Maybe this is like a spark plug uh-huh. in a hyperdrive. But this thing is like the size of, I don't know, a, a, pick, a, a semi-truck? Oh, maybe you think so? Than the, I, it, thought it was, I thought it was maybe the size small. of like a... At its largest, maybe the size of like a cruise ship. Uh, you thought it was that? Oh wow! I, I thought because I thought I thought Ahsoka was running right next to it and it didn't dwarf her. Didn't seem like she was trying to yeah, catch the Titanic before it left the pier. You know, right? Um, but like I said, maybe it's a, it's a it's a much smaller component. They need they need nine of them. But I was kind of shocked at like, God damn! I thought that thing would be the size of a, uh, you know, a blockade runner or something at least. But um, yeah, to power an SSD for sure. Did we get to the fight part? Uh, yeah, we can talk about the fight. Do not neglect your training. We'll be right back. Let's see what knowledge is lurking inside this podcast. Here's more Tribe of Two. Because um, like I said, the, the thing, in the, I actually felt bad the control room scene. That just felt like slaughter. Like these uh-huh. poor schlubs are for the empiring, and this Jedi Knight just cuts them down, and her and, and this general of the Republic be. just yeah, just like there wasn't any there wasn't any heroes here. It's just butchery. Mm-hmm. But uh, this whole fight could have been avoided if Ahsoka uh-huh. could have just run fast. <laughs> yes, because like That's oh my third, god, the watching third time her run. I think uh-huh. I think uh, the hyper, uh, hyperspeed could have could have helped her out. And what's uh, yeah, funny is like I don't think this administrator fight. was actually dirty. I think he was the only clean guy in the room. He's just greedy. You think? Well, no. I mean, he seemed genuinely shocked that all these people were Imperials. Did you think when he came back from <sighs> so, out, so out, the, out, out, behind the, ca- the the chair, all like shaking? Like I think he had no idea he had this many Imperials on his staff. So who's he selling the engines to? Just some nameless company that he doesn't look into he doesn't know where this stuff is going probably yes that he wasn't paying you know that they're i yeah i don't i don't think he's a super administrator and he's particularly zealous about this republic but i don't think he's a imperial loyalist you might be right right, he he does right until right until the gun started being drawn i thought that he was definitely like oh yeah he's just in on it but i don't i don't think he is I, i think the thing that tips me into believing you here is when the droid reports seeing an assassin droid. He's like, "Why didn't you file a report?" Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't freak really out, try and like, cover that up. He, yeah, it's an improper yeah. protocol that he's worried about. So you can be right. Uh, either way, he's going to prison. Um. So where are we at in the recap? Do we are does is is uh, uh, Sindala taken off with her skiff? Is uh-huh. have you recapped all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, um, um, all the way up th- to placing the tracker on the ship and it kind of warping. Okay, out. I didn't think much of her ship, but I love Chopper. 
I thought Chopper was cool. I thought Chopper was funny. Uh, I found some cursory research that he has been voiced by Dave Filoni since the beginning of Rebels. Like it's okay. in fact he's speaking English. I don't know if you noticed he, this. Yes, but I could tell what he was saying. Yeah, but it sounds like it's it's run through a like a uh, 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 what a kazoo and a harmonica and then maybe some more <laughs> uh-huh. after effects and then processing. And just pull that. Yeah. But I do, I do like it that you can kind of sort of tell what he's saying uh, a little bit more than C three PO. Oh, um, found it. That that yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Did you take my? Have you been through my stuff? And <laughs> now I will say that if I was going to throw a tracker on something, I would track the hyperdrive core rather than the tugboat that's taking yeah. it. And I, I, I almost wonder if that's going to be something that throws them off. That Maybe. they're going to find it's going to be. A, I hope not, because God damn, these Disney plus Star Wars shows love doing that. Like, OK, here's side the thing missions. we're doing all season. But now we're going to have six side missions until we make incremental progress towards the plot at the end of the season. Totally. But yeah, like if they end up falling the tug, it's like, oh, we found the tug. But the hyperdrive core is over. Oh, we'll have to go through and find the dock records. And then we got to go to a planet to find that. And it's just, oh, I hope I hope they don't do that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of wasted time in these first two episodes, largely around the map. Um, so we'll see how it shapes up as far as pacing goes. But yes, the side mm. missions were incredibly annoying most of the time in Mando. Um, yeah. And Book of Boba Fett was even worse. All right. Uh, I, I like how hilariously bad of an idea it is to try to bullshit the general of... <laughs> an army about how like what ships they're building and what they're building them mm. for Although and she, and she uh, just qua- squashes that so fast and i love it Hera's yeah great she's scene. taking no 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 shit from <laughs> right. this guy oh well then i authorize it open the thing uh-huh. right you want yeah. you want to bet i can't authorize it <laughs> look i got mon mothma on my uh favorite speed style dial, yeah. yeah i got her on speed dial if you really want to do this yeah um I yeah I thought the fi- the the fight between um, Ahsoka and uh, what's clearly Ezra is really <laughs> really cool. I really liked how she like dispatched that droid and used it as a human shield to advance on him, and then they mm-hmm. did these really cool rep- re- re- what is it repost, and the, the droid just got sliced up in between them. Oh man, it's so cool. I I will put this out there. I think two blades is always superior to a double-ended blade. Yeah. And I think that's like, uh, if you watch any like uh, uh, fight reenactor or someone that's like seriously studied martial arts and weaponry and things like that, they're almost universally scornful of these designs. Yeah. There's a freedom of mobility with two blades that you just don't have with the single solid. Yeah. And half the reason of like, and this is even worse because it's got a weird bat left thing in the middle. So you can't even do like the Ray Park twisty stuff. Although I guess it has an auto twister. So maybe you don't need to do that. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But like almost every instance of a double bladed lightsaber would be better with like a six foot thing of steel worth like, and have like little lightsaber tips, like a double ended spear or just be a solid because like half the Mm -hmm. reason you want to use a staff is you can slide your hands up and down you know use it for range reach or you can if you're but you can't do that your hands are locked into two places if you put it any other place your hands are going to get burnt how long until we see lightsaber resistant gloves where they can do that and that's the big surprise make them out corbomite right they already have that uh yeah 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 i mean mando's got it yeah you can 
it, sure. There's like that's the thing. It kills me how they've depowered all of the demystified all these Jedi's. Because the thing about the creep, Jedi man. is they were supposed to be super rare, and they still pay lip service to that. But in the shows, they're everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, and that's I guess a real problem of Rebels because they are literally everywhere. Um, but they never get mentioned in the the, yeah. the main narrative. But I guess they're like fixing I get that it in now. Clone Wars, but everything after that needs to have like one or maybe two Jedi, and that's it. But it's, like honestly, if you think of rare. a whole galaxy where literally quadrillions of people are living, we could be seeing like a point oh 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 one percent of the population, and because it's Star Wars and we're following the most important exceptional stuff, you could still have Jedi almost everywhere. Well, then don't have the characters who interact with Jedi on a daily basis, like hundreds of them say, oh, yeah, Jedi are exceptionally rare. You should, that's that's right. You shouldn't you shouldn't have a guy that sits on the Jedi order, have 100 counts, 100 Jedi being like, you know, Jedi, not what they used to be. Right. But uh, I blame George for that. He just kind of, well, you know, everybody, I blame the fact that all the Jedi were there. And so now everything in the future needs to have those exciting Jedi characters. Otherwise, it's boring. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the key. I mean, everyone wants to be a Jedi. You either want to be Jedi, uh-huh. bounty hunter, or a smuggler. Everyone in the Star I just Wars want galaxy to be a is one of those I want to have my own ship I can live on and go anywhere in the galaxy at any time. That's what I want to be. Yeah, she's I a don't need Jedi, Jedi smuggler. Powers. You got you're even worse. You're a she's Han not Solo, a Luke smuggler. What's Sue. she smuggling? Star maps. Well. <laughs> I don't want to be Ahsoka. I just want her ship. Is what I'm saying. I want the Millennium Falcon. I want the T6. You T-6. want the freedom to roam. Yeah. A place to live that is self-sufficient and I can just kind of go anywhere. That'd be great. You're a smuggler. Sounds like I just need to get an RV and live in that. You still have to smuggle unless you're going to run bald move. From the, you guys, yeah, you could do bald yeah. move in the RV. Because I think I don't think that people want to smuggle. It's like, well, they got this cool ship. I'm kicking around the galaxy. Fuck, I'm out of hyperdrive fuel. How am I going to pay my Shit, bills? I guess yeah. I'm smuggling. This Wookiee eats all my fucking food. Every time I go I mean, to the fridge, can, it's empty. You can haul space iceberg lettuce from Corellia to Tatooine, but have you seen the tariffs lately? Oh, yeah. It's hard to make a living. Yeah. It's Plus, really they, you hard. don't have health insurance. They don't count you as an employee. You're just it's, a freelancer. It's real hard to keep, keep hauling that lettuce. <laughs> When a when when a shoebox full of death sticks will pay your passage to ten systems, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to start smuggling, but you're going to start it's, smuggling. It's nice to haul spice. All right, Sabine goes home, dons her Mandalorian armor, and cuts off her hair. Uh, I like this armor a lot. There's a good variety of color. It's a little mismatchy, but that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah, it's not as coat of many colors as like you see in the later stages of Mando, but it proves my point. You can't have long hair in these vac suited helmets. Is, is, it a rule? That, 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 is it a Mandalorian rule or is it just a practical thing? I don't think it would work. Like, I don't think this thing would seal if you got hair. Uh, there's a reason why all every girl on the expanse has her hair. If she's got long hair, mm-hmm. has her hair braided so tight, her scalp's bleeding. Cause yeah. that shit just don't work in space and zero G when you need to put a helmet on and off and it needs a steal for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't see Bobby Draper with this haircut full time. She puts it up in a bun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they didn't go with the white though. I think it could have been a super cool look and it's obviously the look that the character has in the mural and probably in rebels. So why not white? 
on top and I like I because I got the idea that she's like maybe I don't know what this is true in Rebels like maybe her hair changed a lot but like the idea that like that was her style back in the day she's she had this kind of like more outrageous ombre kind of look going on mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know she doesn't look like the, she doesn't like the mural at all that's the problem yeah she looks true. like a cartoon character in the mural <laughs> she does uh, all right, Min Weaver and his workers are arrested. Ahsoka gets a call from Sabine who says, I'm ready. So she meets her back on her homeworld and takes her back as they head to the location that the tracked ship was found at uh, or or is now at. Um, it's around a planet called Setos in the Danab system. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a discussion here about Min Weaver and his workers here like why are they so loyal to the empire and ahsoka says it's not loyalty it's greed although that for the empire guys seem pretty loyal uh, you don't do that when it's just your checkbook right yeah I, I'm, I'm trying to look at this from a certain point of view right yeah. um the empire itself was it sustained by ideals or was it sustained by people who wanted to get theirs like was everybody on board with the emperor ruling the galaxy because they really fucking love the emperor and think he you should probably had rule a core. or you was probably it had like a good third i can have a great life citizens. here but then there's probably a lot of people that you know just were trying to go along get along and then you had a smaller resistance but yeah you'll always have fanatics certainly so you should, but yeah, yeah like the 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 fact that the whole control room was on the, it was probably greed but that one guy you know maybe <laughs> for the empire yeah that guy yeah he's... he was on the wrong hyperspace channels uh-huh he's he's <laughs> he's, he's he's he was getting his head full full of imperial propaganda <laughs> for sure um the other thing that bugged me about sabine cutting her hair what's that she didn't leave herself a padawan braid she should say save the oh, rat tail yeah. so she could have Padawan braided it. Now, now she's gonna have to wait to grow it out. Mm-hmm. You're right. She'll cut. What do you do, species? What does Padawan braids look on species like an Athorian? Species Ooh. have no hair. I it actually thought about funny. that. Do they? Ha- does every species have a Padawan mark? Do like you pull a tooth or you trim a tusk or you uh, you break off a horn? I mean, Grogu didn't get one when he trained under Luke true but he didn't have any hair that's what I'm saying <laughs> right oh, oh you're saying do they get something different or yeah because I was picturing like they just staple on a tuft of <laughs> some kind of hair on <laughs> yeah it's hot glue on some <laughs> <laughs> fucking ponytail here you go here yeah you go, but I, I don't know what would what would Grogu have uh, like I said piercing, I honestly don't piercing? know I, I I don't know if there's any canon behind this. Huh. Yeah, good question. I like what Darth uh, Darth Valen said about uh, seeing Ahsoka in the Force. That she Her presence is elusive, but her determination vivid. And yeah, that's here, for us. here in this next scene where the hyperdrive oh, is I thought we were there. into Shit. The, the Eye of Scion. Uh, and Valen calls Morgan to say he's worried about Ahsoka's involvement because, yeah, what you said, he's... He's not sure about some things, but he knows that she is determined. And it's a shame that you have to kill another Jedi because there's so few left. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not 
fan of the look of any of this. I think it's all very marvelly, not very yeah, Star what Wars-y. About, what, what about the ship? Because like the thing is, is when you're saying Mar- um, Star Warsy, like the Rebels had a look, mm-hmm. the civilian ships had, had a look, extremely lived in, and look. the Imperials the Im- had a look, and the Empire had a look. Like this is yeah. just a different faction, right? Well, the Im- <laughs> yes, it is a different faction, but the particle effects on the technology. It, it still exists within that that galaxy, right? And I feel like the galaxy has a visual language, and this so is all not about it. the because you're talking about the gold curves and like, oh, that's just like a cultural detail. Like you know, the Hapians had their crazy space dragon ships and things, but like, so you're saying it's just it's just the the graphics essentially the UI. I mean, there's something that, bar- that bothers me about the architecture of the the ships too. I I don't like the. Maybe it's because I've seen the Marvel stuff, and now this feels so reminiscent of it because it's coming mm. from the same places. And honestly, probably the same me. people are doing it. I imagine a uh, lot of the previs people on Marvel and pre oh, yeah. uh, uh, production, and uh, they they probably cross pollinate all those thousands of names that scroll by. I bet there's a lot of the similarities there. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can avoid that because uh, you know ILM's going to handle this stuff. Um, but but it's yeah, it's primarily the tech of it where I'm like. There is a visual language established already. Why are we not using it? Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Maybe I'm nitpicking too much. But you know what? I can't nitpick about the Rebels continuity, so I'm going to nitpick about the old school Star Wars stuff. All right. Any other final thoughts? Uh, the end credit sequence also doesn't feel very Star Warsy. That feels very Loki, Loki type stuff too. Yeah credit sequences i don't know yeah where's the pulp where's the fun where's the fun in this show man it's taking itself way too seriously can it we have a Han little Solo? can we have a chewbacca i think hera, I think hera like, is that she's just not in it enough and i think that there's yeah. also i think that sabine and hasoka look like they'd be fun it's just they're in a bad spot right now yeah hopefully they'll get there because this show needed an injection of fun Especially it in these did. first two episodes, and and Hu Yang almost gets there, but he's so it's very, serious but it's too. Dry. It's very dry. It's very it's dry. very British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me those, you know, borderline. And I, don't go to Jar Jar levels because that stuff sucked. Uh, but give, give me like the Han Solos, the people who are telling wry jokes and, you know, making mistakes and doing kind of silly things every once in a while, but you still think they're cool, you know. Agreed. Sabine almost gets there at the beginning. I like I like her introduction. That feels yeah. kind of fun, but there was just nothing else in here. Like I said, that's one of the things I about the two sides of Filoni. I hope he doesn't lean too much on the because the Ahsoka is his baby. That's his mm. central like his gift to the Star Wars canon, and it feels like if he leans a little bit too and gets a little too much into the myth making. It's it's gonna yeah that's not uh, like Lord of the Rings isn't very funny either it's it's too myth it's too mythic occasionally um, it doesn't have it doesn't rarely. have the, the the pulp that the Star Wars has so it's like if he, he I can see him getting a little too self important because these are his babies and he's taking them very seriously but I don't know again mm-hmm. and again like maybe Rebels was a laugh a minute and we just need to relax we'll see maybe I'm gonna give it time you know I I mostly like these first two episodes um 
I liked it a hell of a lot more than I thought. I kind of got yeah. a little self conscious because people, because I, I was, I'm, I'm openly antagonistic of the people. They're like, oh, you just need to watch these 17 episodes in less than a week, and it's like, okay, whatever. Let <laughs> yeah, much yeah. less the the seven years worth of stuff. But it's like, yeah, I started feeling like a god, like. I don't want to go into this project to hate it. Like mm-hmm. I went in this project because we had the time to do it. And I thought the trailer looked cool, but also, yeah, I could hate this project, but I was like, man, I, I hope I'm doing this for the right reasons. But yeah, I, I liked more than I didn't. Um, I can still it, go either way. Could, I'm, I'm right there. On it, the uh, I'm it, right yeah. there too, because if they continue to like, if they, if this becomes a, like, Oh, the the hype, we it's a, did like a chase, and they're one sector behind and doing a whole bunch of like missions of the week. I'm going to get tired of that really quickly. Gotcha. That's a Mando only trick. <laughs> and I yeah, barely put up yeah. with it on that show. And if it becomes so, too witchy, I guess, uh, too Marvel, too witchy, too like. I hope it gets witchy. I don't. That's not Star Wars to me, man. I, I the Force is about all the witchy I can handle. See, in so Star you Wars. are you are a Jedi Sith purist. Jedi Sith purist? No, no room for other force traditions? You don't like witches? I, I, I mean, I, it can be done right, I guess. I Maybe it's that I don't like them calling them witches. That feels too real world to me. Didn't, didn't Anakin call Qui-Gon a wizard? Sure, yeah. I mean, um, the, the Obi-Wan's called that too, right? That's yeah, it's point. an easy, it's an easy, easy thing. It's an easy thing to call somebody when they're using magic powers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's all the path to Peridia and prophecy and like all, all this other stuff. And I know that exists in the force powers, but I look, I'm not a fan of fantasy and mm, I can only tolerate yeah, so much always... of it. And when it becomes mostly fantasy, it's going to lose me. And right. that's, that's the line I have to draw. But so far we're just shy of that being too much, I think. There's enough of the the Star Wars that I love in there to keep me engaged. All right, are we done? Are we done as, as Ahsoka for this week? I think so. Um, I do. We actually did get some feedback as people found out we we're covering the show. I uh, don't have time to cover it. This is a double episode. I'm going to save all that for next week. But if you'd like to send us feedback, Star Wars at BaldMove.com. Uh, instead of changing it for every show, I think I'm just going to do this like the Star Trek. I'm just going to Star Wars. Star Wars at BaldMove.com. Um, we will consider that on the next podcast, uh, time allowing. If you would like to find out what else we're doing, because we're in the middle of uh, Justified City Primeval Watch, we are gearing up to do Daryl Dixon, The Walking Dead. Loki's coming back. Uh, we're going to be doing that. We're also doing Apple TV Plus's Foundation, a fantastic science fiction series, by the way. Uh, best way to follow us is on all our social medias, at Bald Move, except for TikTok, at Baldest Move. Just pick your favorite one and go there. And if you'd like to... Uh, support what we do here at Bald Move and help us continue to make podcasts and defer the cost of that and get stuff for yourself like uh, ad-free feeds and more bonus audio content, check out support.baldmove.com. That's it for Ahsoka this week. Uh, We think we're going to have this out significantly earlier next week. We're going to try to get these out on like Wednesday evenings going forward. Yeah, Um, that's the plan. But yeah, we'll be back a little bit earlier next week, hopefully. Until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>